After being wined and dined by the Illustrian Council, Octavia must present her decision to them and start her way on the next leg of her journey. What is her final decision? Will the Council react well? And most importantly, will there be more cheese? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Welcome. Welcome. To year two. Hello! I know we made a big deal about that last week, but it's still it's it's, it's this is the first. You gave me a bunch of crap on our New Year's episode for it not technically being the first episode of the new year. So this is the first (laughs) episode of our new year. There we go! Yay! Yay! (laughs) So I am I am excited for the road ahead. I really am too. And I think it is going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for these next couple episodes. Excited to kind of see where this next chapter in the story kind of goes. And then also the next chapter and just, you know, the life of the podcast type of thing. And it's, you know, I assumed kind of that we'd be around for a year. But, you know, stuff happens. And I'm really glad that we did. And I made this milestone and everything. That's Ooh. nothing to sneeze mm-hmm, at. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Yeah. So... I don't know. I'll be <laughs> I'll be frank for a minute doing this podcast is But wait, I like it when you're Austin. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I had to know deep down inside. <laughs> you just set me up. It's, it's it's you know, it's a good give and take. Goodness. But uh doing doing this podcast and doing any podcast as anyone who does a podcast knows is a decent chunk of work. Mm-hmm. Uh especially putting stuff out consistently every week for a year. That that is no small feat. And through the time, my enthusiasm has waxed and waned, and I have found myself at the end of that year. Uh, I am a bit reinvigorated for this project. Good, good. Um, I, you might be able to hear it in my bouncier tone of voice. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But I can feel it. I am, I am excited to record this right now and excited to do some more things. We have some new advancements in the podcast studio aka our secondary i guess it's technically a spare bedroom that we just put our desks and Mm -hmm. computers in that doubles as our podcast studio (laughs) i'm looking around and it's just there's blankets draped everywhere there's pillows stacked on the walls (laughs) it's great um, yeah, the upgrades being that we're now opening the closet doors so now, that the clothes can be natural noise dampeners. Right? I realized that the other day and was like, why do we keep hanging blankets over our closets when we could just open the closets and we have literal, like, just rows of fabric hanging there. Mm-hmm. So I have read a decent amount about acoustic treatment, but we're also cheap. <laughs> so yeah. right now our couch cheap, cushions, expensive. pillows... And, uh, you know, old duvet hanging, covers hanging when you were clothes, still single, old, yeah. my yeah, twin bed duvet cover. Mm, good, good stuff. Uh, it, it is a little bit of a like a, a fabric memory here because we do have some old pillows that we've pulled out of places. But the new pillows on our from our new couch. So it's this fun juxtaposition of yes. fabric from all, all of the different years in our life type of thing. We bought a plastic folding table. We did. To set stuff up because previously we had been using Gwyneth's grandmother's and great-grandmother's antique table Mm -hmm. like dining set but i felt bad because clamping the mics on i think scuffed it up a little little bit bit. i don't think my great-grandma would have minded so we stopped using that and switched over to using my desk which is basically a a giant table from ikea Mm -hmm. but that just got really putsy because i had to take all of my computer stuff and i recently 
uh, acquired two extra monitors, so I have a triple monitor setup. It's obscene. Yeah. He has so I got, many. <laughs> I got two free Apple cinema displays. They're from like 2005, but they still work fine. You pulled them out of like the I pulled them out of the electronic right? trash uh, dumpster at, at my work. So they work fine. They work great. And That's wild. so now I have a triple monitor setup. But we didn't want to tear all of that down to slide my desk out because that's kind of a pain. Oh yeah, it was one once the once the two other monitors got like attached to his desktop setup. It there had was no way. yeah, it had they're always heavy. Kind of, I don't know if you've lifted one of those. I haven't. They're are extraordinarily they really? heavy. Is it because they're old? I think so. Are I they mean, are they actually also like aluminum? Because I mean that's they like are a aluminum and they're thing. they are dense. Yeah, they so. are they are dense babies. So so we bought a folding table. Aldi for the win. Woo. Aldi is great for your random home needs. I was gonna say Aldi is like food and stuff from Parks it and Rec. Is like food and stuff. I get all of my food and most of my stuff <laughs> from Aldi. And it's one of those double folding tables because like the legs fold in, but then the table itself folds in half again. So it's it's quite portable. So new year, new table. And the thing I am most excited about is uh, everyone who listens, I usually put in any music and uh, ambiance, background noises after the fact, after we've recorded. But we used to, before we did this as a recording, I'd used to just play you know thematic music for us mm-hmm. and i think it really adds to the atmosphere and helps me get into it a little bit more same with me yeah so i spent a better portion of yesterday uh figuring out how to get i have a little uh korg nanopad set up and all of the buttons are mapped to different musics and and sounds which i'm gonna you can hear that Ooh. yeah Ooh. i pressed a button and did that i'm not editing that after the fact The next step is going to be to put silly, silly sound drops. effects and silly, <laughs> silly songs. Um, like, like that classic, like glass breaking sound. Or the, Record scratch. Yeah. Or the, yep. What's that person yelling when they're oh, like, the Wilhelm falling? scream? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have some technological advancements mm-hmm. and some just quality of studio advancements. And I think it is going to be very good i think so, so too it, i am it's ready nice yeah it's also with in the past year we recorded in so many different locations um you know separately and from pittsburgh and dc in a couple different uh, like apartments just so many different physical locations and yeah. now it's really nice that we're, we're i think we're really getting into the groove setting up here in this spare bedroom office area and it's you know, kind of becoming a bit more of a usual thing and it's not mm-hmm. as disrupting as it used to be to yeah. set up type of thing. And of course, now this new folding nice table new is going to be super helpful. Plastic table. Mm-mm-mm. Little do we know. Quality. <laughs> Quality. Mm-hmm. So that is my state of being right now. And yeah, let's it's let's state of being. Let's state of beans. Let's get into it. All unless right. you have I don't. Something I am else. excited to record this. So. I am interested to see where you go and what you do, because I Me have too. plans in motion. But also, part of this was to give you a lot of options and let you decide where to go next, because the story so far has largely been on, you know, a, a set of rails. Yeah. God tells you to go here and do this, so... You're going to go there and do that. Yep. And then he says, oh, yep. the next thing is over here. So uh, so I wanted to give you some options. Oh, thank you. So we will see what uh, what you do mm-hmm. and what happens I'm excited going to see. forward. So when we had last left off, you had in our two-hour special, Woo-hoo. had a council meeting with some of the, with well, with the Illustrian High Council, along with the Queen and a few foreign delegates from other lands. You were, you gave them an update on your journey so far, and you uh, got an update from them about the state of the war and just how things were faring across the land in general. Oh, and then you had gone to a fancy party, ate some cheese. Lots of cheese. Lots of cheese, and then gone to bed. Mm-hmm. So we come back to you the next morning. Okay. The sun rises, and Wilton is there to knocking on your door to get you up and get you going. The council meeting is soon. Well, I guess taking a quick step back, um, 
I would have known what time the council meeting was going to be held, right? Yes. Okay. It was in the morning. It is in the morning. She's going to get up purposefully early before Wilton would have come to her door. And she is going to get dressed. And she is going to leave the palace kind of before, kind of like right right at daybreak, right before it's really uh, the sun's quite up yet. Okay, where are you going? She is going to head to the Temple of El Absalom that she heard was there. Okay. Um, let me get some town noise. Okay. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is all real time, folks. It's a peaceful morning nice. in Illustria. You wake up, you get ready, and you start to head out of the palace before anyone is up. The sun has not probably risen yet, or if it has, it's it's just starting to crest the horizon. You notice that it's a little bit gloomier even now. There are heavy clouds in the sky, and you can see that there's a, a mist rolling into the city off of the seas surrounding it. But you, yawning... Without your fantasy coffee. <laughs> Make your way through the city streets. You're not entirely sure where the Temple of Al Absalon mm-hmm. is, so how do you plan to find it? Are you going to try to find someone and ask them? There's some, like, farmers and yeah. bakers and stuff who would be up at this hour. If if I see if I see a baker or, you know, someone who's setting up uh, for the day, any of the early, early morning townsfolk, uh, she'll <laughs> go over and, and ask for some directions. Sure. Roll a survival okay. check for me so this you will find it this just is gonna tell me how quickly you find it and if you might have to rush back to the council meeting 17 17 you pop out and your nose leads you to a nearby bakery specializing in elven pastries Mm. that is up and about and operating you think it's kind of funny that there's still these like delicatessens operating and seemingly still in business during wartime but this whole kind of city is like and it's yeah. literally in a bubble in a bubble yeah uh so you go in and i'm not gonna role play this out unless you really want I to am, i am good but uh you meet with the the baker who's baking things behind the counter <laughs> i'm picturing the beauty and the beast oh town. my gosh i almost started singing that but i didn't want to there goes the baker with his tray like always. I need six eggs. That's too much. That's too much. surf. Get out of my brain. Uh, so you find this baker and you talk to them. You ask them where the Temple of Absalon is and they give you directions. It's not super far. It's still in sort of... Illustria is kind of made up of concentric circles with the palace being the centerpiece. It's in the, basically, the inner city, okay. so not too far from the palace. So in a few minutes, you make your way there and you see it standing before you. Okay. It's similar in architecture to the rest of the buildings you've seen. Very organic, very wooden. Uh, a little bit more ornate than some of the other things, being a temple, but mm-hmm. it rises and stands proudly on the street in front of you. Are there other temples around it to the other two? Um, not directly next to it, but in the same general area, so maybe you passed one on okay. your way in. Sweet. In fact, this one's probably a bit smaller. The Temple of Saloon is more prominent mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Octavia is going to kind of walk up to walk up to the temple. Are there are there doors or is there just an entryway that she can go through? There's like a big set of double doors in the front. Uh, are they open? Are they closed? Oh, they're closed, but you can enter in okay. easy enough. Um, yeah, so she'll um, she'll go in, and she is going to. See if she can find a an acolyte or or um, you know someone who works there to try to catch them and talk to them. Sure, uh, you push past these double doors and they lead you into. I feel like a very like Aragorn, Lord of the Rings, yeah. with the two double doors at the <laughs> same time type of thing. Less, less like dramatic, but 
you push through these double doors and you enter into it's very cathedral-esque mm-hmm. where it leads into just this giant chamber with rows of benches and then a front like uh, presiding area there's a few people wandering around sweeping the floors making polishing the shrines things like that going about their daily business but there's only a handful but yeah you can go and talk to one of them sure yeah so she'll go up to kind of the the closest one and she's gonna go up to them and be like hey uh, <laughs> hey what's up what up my dude <laughs> what's cracking <laughs> um and she'll go up and be like uh, good morning i'm sorry to uh disturb you but i was wondering if there if if there's a senior temple member or or someone you know who's been here a long time that i could talk to Welcome to the Temple of Alapsalon. I p- presume you are not native to Elystria. That's right. Kind of, I, for a while. Well, this is exciting. It's rare to have visitors. Um, may I ask what, if I may, what sort of matters you need to bring to their attention? I'm looking for some, for some guidance. I, uh, I have a special connection to Alapsalon and, um... I've been given given some some notes on some things to do, but I'm having trouble kind of interpreting them and knowing where to go from here. And just kind of wanted to talk to someone who, you know, has been doing this a bit longer than I have. Mm, of course. Uh, yes, feel free to wait here. I'll see if I can find someone. Thank you. I'm, I'm Octavia, by the way. Mm, it is a pleasure to meet you. My name's Emmerich. Emmerich walks away. Clomp, clomp, clomp. His... Is he a centaur? No. <laughs> it's Sorry. a wide open Sorry. room and his bootsteps echo through the chamber because there's nothing else in here to absorb that sound. There's no people. Sorry. So he walks out, his bootsteps echoing through this huge hall. And you have a few moments to just stand there. It's a nice-looking place. There's some stained-glass windows uh, depicting Al Absalon in different forms and maybe some old sort of uh, feats mm-hmm. of, of the past. After a few minutes, Emmerich returns, and behind him is trotting a, a female elf in priest garb. She walks up to you, and she says... Hello, I'm told your name is Octavia. I am Danya. Good morning. Yes, it's a pleasure I'm, to meet I'm you. I'm Octavia. Pleasure to meet you as well. Would you like to speak privately somewhere? That would be wonderful if you have mm. the time. Follow me. Thank you. She leads you out of this large cathedral hall into a side door with like a hallway that has a row of smaller rooms or offices and into one of them. There's a few chairs. She sits behind a desk and mm-hmm. motions for you to sit in the chair opposite her. So, what is it you have come to the Temple of Al-Absalon to seek? Some some wisdom and guidance. Um, it's, it's maybe not widely known, but I've been on a journey that Al-Absalon has sent me on. I don't know if you can kind of tell. You have a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> you have a certain air about you, I can... Okay, yes. good. Uh, um, then that makes it a bit easier. Uh, and I've spoken to Crastus from time to time, one of one of his messengers. I'm not familiar with this Crastus. Oh, one of his messengers. Yes. I see. Okay, sorry. My yes. bad. Yes. I didn't catch that last part. No, that's so. <laughs> no, totally fine. Um, and he's cryptic as I'm sure you can only imagine uh, the three tend to be oh, uh, yeah. in their dealings with us mortals um, and I have to meet with the council later today and mm. make some really important decisions and what I choose to do could change the tide of what's happening on Moir and Crestus said <laughs> He, of course, couldn't tell me exactly what to do, but he said that the people here I could trust. And just 
Do you have any wisdom as far as believing any of the council? I just came here yesterday. I, I grew up here a long time ago, but of course never met with the council before then. Um, if you have any wisdom as far as insights into council members and their potential, um, I don't know, veracity? Or if you have, I don't know, if you <laughs> if Absalon has sent this place any signs lately that could that seemed inscrutable but in my context might have meant something (sighs) we try to stay out of the political realm as much as we can it's usually things don't usually end the best when the temples and the state get together I cannot speak to most of the council members I have met most of them, at least once from mm-hmm. time to time, but I can't say that I have uh, deep or intimate relationships with any of them. So as far as their personal trustworthiness, I can't give you much. What I can say is that it's clear to me from you coming here and seeking our help that you are special. Oh, well. Your, I mean, if I couldn't gather that from your eyes and your hair, I don't know. I Well, I it's, mean, pr- it's relatively you, obvious. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, thanks. You're I'm, not wrong, but I'm not the most yeah. eloquent at this morning. I haven't had my coffee. Oh, no, that's fine. I haven't had mine either, so. My advice to you is that politicians will be politicians. I'm sure if they're not trying to further their own goals, they're trying to at least make themselves look good. Mm -hmm. I don't believe any of them have truly evil intentions, at least from the decisions they've made so far. Okay, However, they may have ulterior motives as well. But it seems to me that you carry a piece of Absalon with you, and that's no small feat. I think it would do you well to trust yourself, your instincts, your gut, Okay. if I may be so crass. It's the morning, and it's fine. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. <laughs> but I think that if Absalon has led you here for a reason, then your judgment is sound enough that whatever decision you make, I feel will be the right one. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry I don't have any more specific advice than that. No, that that's understandable. Um, do you... Do you know much about Nord Viken? Hmm. He's an interesting one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I've met him once or twice. He's not very talkative, so I can't give you much insight. But he... Like you, but unlike you, is also gifted with vision beyond what we can see. Do you know, I, I don't know, like, how he started, you know, like, when he started having these visions, or how he started having them? He's had them as long as he's lived. I believe he was born with the condition, mm-hmm. if you can call it a condition, but that is... Part of the reason he is on the council, even though he is so young, because he has insights that no one else can see. Do you know if there's anyone who's been able to interpret some of the things that he's seen? He can interpret them, generally speaking. Okay. But the visions are often vague. Yeah. Often ominous. Yes. (laughs) He... There's not necessarily a court interpreter okay. for him. Okay. He tells us what he is seeing, and it is up to us to decide exactly what that means and how to act on that information. Sometimes they're clear, like, there will be a famine this summer, stock up. Okay. Sometimes oh, wow. it's less clear, like, there are dark forces in the plains beyond. <laughs> And we we just have to do with that okay. what we will. And okay. Sometimes we make the right decision and sometimes we don't, but it is what it is. Do you know if it was one of 
you know, a kind of a direct connection to one of the three that... It doesn't seem a divine gift, but okay. more in tune with the the natural weave that mm, makes up mm-hmm. this plane and beyond. Okay. Can I help you with anything else? Did you know when they were going to cast that spell that made everyone happier over the city? Yes. We were aware it was... Well, they they presented us, the general populace, with the idea, and we have means of communicating with the council members to inform them if we support or don't support the idea. During the time, I thought it might not have been such a bad thing. I'm not sure of the wisdom of it now, mm-hmm. but... The people here have not lost their morale, so that's something. Although it does feel cloying and artificial. Is there a way to counterbalance it on an individual, you know, basis? If you wanted to really kind of be, have your mental faculties be completely free, I'm sure if we were looking around, we could find some enchantment or pendant or item that could prevent the the overall enchantment from taking power over you, but I don't feel my mind is clogged. Merely my feelings are brightened. Mm -hmm. Okay. However, I haven't been out of its influence for quite some time, so I'm sure as someone from the outside coming in, perhaps you see it differently. It's just the way things are here now i think i've gotten a bit desensitized to it no i can i can see the pros and cons i can't deny it was a bit of a, a shock coming into the city though um and it's maybe a little disconcerting but uh again i can see how it you know see that pros and cons to it well thank you i, I wish i had some more specific questions or or anything but even just an encouragement of even yeah, even just your encouragement has been very helpful. Um, I've yeah. felt a little, I felt a little lonely, uh, and I don't feel quite so much like that right now. Well, you are most welcome, and you will have a place here among those of Al Absalon should you wish to return. Thank you. Trust yourself. Trust okay. your feelings, and Absalon will guide you the rest. Okay. Thank you. And she stands. I'll stand too. Shake your hand. Yeah. Do what's the ceremonial mm-hmm. handshake, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, leads you out back into this main cathedral hall and gives you a slight bow and then goes about her priestly duties. Okay. Um, if there's just like, um, if we're making liking it to a cathedral type of place is mm-hmm. there an area where she could you know take a quiet moment either yeah. like light a candle or something along those lines yep. or there's a little a alcove or... with a statue of the virgin mary over there <laughs> statue of carastus <laughs> and all the different forms it's just in each alcove is a different kind of mountain cat i mean there's like there's a lot of hold on i'm getting my deities mixed up and i created them uh <laughs> Because Fenor is crap. I mean, Fenor should be the stag. Because stag pine. Yes. Absalon's always been a cat. Absalon's, that's right. Because Absalon's tail is... I only have three of... I specifically made this pantheon three deities, so I wouldn't have to wade through, like, 20 of them. And I'm already forgetting what they are. Well, that's why you have me. Well, that's why I'll cut all this out. So, in short... In short, in short, there is a small alcove with a little shrine that you can step to, and there's a, a like an offering box if you wish to leave mm-hmm. uh, an offering or a donation of sorts. And there's, a, you know, a stained glass window depicting Al Absalon and a small shrine that you can have a moment in. Okay. Um, well, she's going to walk over to that, you know, shrine. Um, and this is the first time that she's been back into a, you know, temple since she left. Mm-hmm. And she's going to take a moment and she's going to 
feel that amulet that let her into the Chapel of Scales, which she's still been wearing this whole time. Mm-hmm. And as she puts her hand on it, she can, you know, feel feel Jasulka's ring just kind of like brush against her skin as she moves her fingers. And she'll, you know, kind of feel, feel the belt, you know, resting heavily around her waist. And she's going to take a big breath. And she's going to stand there for a moment. And she's going to be like, Al-Azlan, I, I believe you sent me for a reason. I don't really know why. Didn't really have a choice in the matter in the long run. I hope I'm doing the right thing. I hope I'm doing what's best for Moir. But more selfishly, I hope that I'm doing what's best for Lake Ansel. And for Celia back home and everyone. And if what I'm about to do is super the wrong thing, please just let me know. Um, or give me a big bright arrow as to where the, the right path is. Or just give me the confidence to know that I have that gut feeling for a reason and to follow that. So... You with me? And she'll just stand for a moment. But then seeing kind of, I guess, the light probably coming coming up and through the stained glass mm-hmm. windows a bit more, she'll know that she doesn't have endless time. And she'll, you know, drop a few coins in the offering box. Mm-hmm. And she will leave. You push your way back out of these double doors and into the streets of Elystria. The sun is beginning to rise over the horizon. Although it's not, like, exceedingly bright, because as I mentioned, there are some low clouds Mm -hmm. hanging that obscure it, but it's definitely becoming brighter as this mist is sort of rolling through the city. Does this look, this is like natural It's just a mist off the sea, yeah. And you can make your way back, retracing your steps to the palace. The city streets are a bit more awake now as people are starting to... Uh, go about their business, starting their jobs, going, you know, having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many little brunch spots. So many little brunch spots. A bunch of elves <laughs> sipping mimosas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <and> Bloody Marys. <laughs> uh, but you make it back to the palace. Okay. And you can find your way back up to your room if you would like. Yeah, so I'm going to pop up back to my room. Um... She hadn't really eaten anything or, or drunk anything, so she's going to, um, you know, I don't know if a tray had been set out for her or... Wilton has been coming with breakfast, so he appears after a short time with Perfect. a tray for you. Perfect. So, yeah, she'll get all... Uh, she'll have put some nice elderberry jam on a croissant and have that up and have a nice café au lait. Um, and we'll get all prepped, um, and she will still put on her breastplate, um, and she'll put those bracers on that they gave her, and she'll put the boots on that they gave her, um, and she'll, she'll leave her shield, um, but she'll take her staff down and she'll leave, you know, like her, the bow that they gave her. So she's not like obviously armed when she waltzes into this council chamber, (laughs) but she'll still take her staff. Okay. You get all gussied up and Wilton is waiting at the door and Carhoon's there also ready to roll. Okay, perfect. And then, um, seeing Carhoon, she's going to be like, um, I went, sorry, (laughs) that's not my voice. (laughs) I went into the temper. Um, seeing Carhoon, she's going to be like, um, I, I did some shopping yesterday and, uh, I got this for you. And she's going to give him the potion of hill giant strength. Oh. So just in, in, in case something, something happens. I know you're already really strong, but. There's a toenail in here. I know it's disgusting. That's just don't, gross. just close your eyes. Just don't look at it. Uh, okay. I guess. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wait, what actually does the Hill Giant Strength do? I was about to see. I don't remember how strong. Because there's Cause several already... levels of this. If it's less than 20, it's useless. It's useless. Well, if it's less than 20, I'll just bump it up. I'll find. 
It's up to 21. Oh, okay. So he'll get... Well, mm, he wouldn't even get a, pl- a plus. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll just keep it for me then. Okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't actually have anything for you. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sad Carhoon. <laughs> I'll give him like Sad Carhoon noises. <laughs> All right, so do you go to this council meeting? We go to this council meeting. Okay. Wilton leads you back through these twisting oaken halls, and you are ushered back into the crowded yet spacious council chamber. You see in front of you the queen sits regally in the central position where she had been, Mm -hmm. and she is flanked by the seven elves of which you Remember scene. Mm-hmm. And the foreign delegates are seated at their smaller table off to your left. The kids' table. As you come in and make your way to your little table mm-hmm. there and have a seat and Carhoon sits down next to you, uh, the murmuring throughout as the council members have been having conversations comes to a halt as mm-hmm. the queen stands up. And she says, council members, foreign delegates, Octavia... Carhoon, welcome back. It is my pleasure to call this meeting back to order. Today, we await the decision of Octavia and her next steps in the course of this conflict. To review, for both the sakes of the players and the council members, the options present and the listeners. I have no doubt the listeners are smarter than we are. I, they probably are. They're probably like, why didn't you ask that priestess that thing? And I'm like, <laughs> The options presented last meeting, in short, were for Octavia to stay here in Elystria and fight on behalf of the people of Elystria and the elves as a whole, that with our resources coupled with her power, we could defeat this monstrous army, and march on Grundkov at its heart. Additionally, there were calls for Octavia to be ferried around the continent, eventually ending up in Stagpine to spread hope throughout the land, to go to Malik and aid in its current distress, to aim a covert assassination attempt at Crag himself, or to journey to Dirkmont and attempt to cut off strategic aid to the Dragonblood armies. As it stands, council members, you are free to inquire or make additional uh, motions as well. Octavia, you are here to ask any further questions you need answered, but at the adjourning of this meeting, we must know your future plans, what you intend to do next, that we may enact our own strategy, that we may enact our own strategies in order to synergize with your actions, in order to bring this war to a swift, decisive end. I will give the floor to you. The Queen sits and motions for you to stand. Um, Octavia will stand and she will gesture over to the delegate from Malik. Um, Grantel Affinson, Blue Dragonborn. Um, and she will say, as I had indicated previously, my inclination is to travel to Malik, um, assist with uh, securing the walls there of that city, because if Malik falls, that'll just be another another stronghold that the Dragonblood Clan will have. There's a chance that along the way we might. Uh, discover another artifact um that's an area of the country where we have not discovered one yet or one has not yet been discovered and then if also with securing malik we can then take care of dirkmont um afterwards since it's in the kind of same uh, geographical location and then secure a secure a city and cut off the supply line um kind of with uh, you know, two swings of the same sort. Um, that is that is what my current inclination is. Are you 
Are you set on this course of action? Unless something uh, since the last time that we've met has come up, um, uh, unless there's more information that would uh, been unveiled since yesterday, or unless one of you has an argument that they wish to make again. Um, Nord Vegan, I don't know if you have anything to add, because I know that you have eyes that see far beyond where we are physically right now. I was about to say his eyes dart to the left and the right, but they're all white, so you can't see. (laughs) But he says, I have nothing to say right now. But uh, council member Tillam stands. Of course. Thank you, Nordviken. I appreciate appreciate it. Well, I can't say I'm surprised that this is the way you want to go, but... If I can have one last shot to convince you, I don't deny that the people of Malik need help. I don't deny that the situation there is dire. But by the admission of our blue friend here, they haven't the army to fight these dragon bloods head on. Yes, giving this army a foothold in the desert is not ideal. But if we, with your help, can break through the army sitting at our gates, we can liberate Malik along the way and march straight to Grundikov. If you go down there and sure help defeat this army that surrounds Malik, great. You've cut off a Strategic point for them, but is the army of Malik, and I mean no offense to you, going to be capable of turning the tide, of aiding us in our assault on Grundikov, should it come to be? I think time here is of the essence, and the sooner we can get through that blockade and into that mountain, the better. And I think we've been waiting... Or someone like you to help us. He sits. Uh, thank you for your for the reiteration of your of your view, Council Member Tillum. Uh, Illustria is filled with powerful mages. I'm very well aware. I grew up not too far from here, a little up north in the forest. I'm well aware of the the power that your citizens hold. Um, I'm well aware of the ability, the physical ability that your forces hold as well. Uh, maybe if you hadn't, you know, enchanted all your people to be a bit happier, they would have a bit, have a bit more fire under their bums. But I'm not going to just abandon Malik. I, I, I live in one of the smaller cities. Like Ansel's also not big. We don't have a great military. And if <laughs> there are forces surrounding it, which I know there are, I wouldn't want Stag Pine or, one, or, or you, Alistria, to think that we're just some minor city that we can let fall and have it mean nothing. So my inclination is still to ensure the people of Malik stay free as, as well as they deserve, as well as the people of Alistria. And if anything, they need the help more than you do. So our, my opinion has not yet been changed. The queen stands again. She looks to the surrounding council members and says, Are there any other arguments to be made? And the uh, dwarf woman, Carmina Rostoy, stands up. She says, I still think the best course of action is to march into this mountain alone and take on Craig one-on-one, but what do I know? She sits back down. And everyone just kind of all the elves are just like, hmm, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, if I felt powerful enough to, I feel like that would be a very good course of action. Uh, and I don't want to, to, to disrespect your, your view, because I think there is definitely wisdom there. Um, but I know that I, I don't think I would be able to match him in fisticuffs currently. Well, the queen, your decision is to go with Representative Offenson here, 
to return to Malik in the hopes that you can defeat this mysterious general and effectively save the city from being overrun if it's not already. Is that correct? That would be correct. I can't say that I'm thrilled with your decision. It was our hope that you would see things from our point of view, but I cannot begrudge you your decision either. We will have to work to get our armies inspired and fighting, and if we can break past the army sitting outside our city, perhaps we will be able to come to your aid after some time. I would hope so. Representative Affenson, it is, as, as this involves your city, do you have anything to say? And the dragonborn stands and he says, thank you. Although uh, the, the people of Illustria are disappointed that you can't see it from their point of view, I am glad you can see it from mine. I think the people of Malik are, are resilient and will have held out from now, but we should waste no time. Queen, council members, if there is any way you can speed us towards our destination, that would be greatly appreciated. We should leave before nightfall, if that can be arranged. And the queen, I hate having conversations with myself, but the queen says, yes, uh, I'm sure that can be arranged. We can work out the details after this meeting, which will be soon, because this meeting is close to being adjourned. As uh, the queen says that, and she goes to pick up her gavel, uh, you hear a sound echoing through this council chamber. Okay. Just let me get through my narration before you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Wouldn't you want me to react to what you're saying, though? Because that's what the inside Gwyneth was saying. So I would want you to know that I'm reacting and not just being like passively staring at you as you're saying that something dramatic is about to happen. That's fair. You don't know it's dramatic. There are a bunch of elves, so it's always going to be dramatic. Even if it's just like, (gasps) the turkey was burned for dinner. (laughs) Sorry. As the queen is saying this, throughout this echoing council chamber, you hear a sound that cuts through the air. It is the sound of a horn, like a big old... A long and bellowing horn, followed by several others, clearly coming from outside of the palace. At this noise, uh, the members of the council all get sort of quizzical looks on their faces and turn to each other and are whispering like, what's that? <laughs> and a low murmur begins to rise through the room. The queen's guards, the beefy, big-armored elves, move toward the windows. You're in sort of a circular room that has windows on all sides. Mm-hmm. Look out over the city. They move to the windows and look out across the city in various directions. One of them facing the west of the city, uh, goes to the window, looks out for a moment, and then turns and says, Milady, there's something of interest here. It's a bird with a note? The queen says, bring it here carefully. The guard opens the window, and you can see there's like a blackbird sitting outside the window, and it's got like a little parchment wrapped on it. Are there four and twenty of them? No. There's one. Oh, man. Are there pies, though? No. There's oh. one bird. <laughs> it has a little note, and the guard grabs it off of the uh, the edge and unfurls mm-hmm. it, making sure it's not full of, like, anthrax or something. <laughs> Fantasy anthrax. Fanthrax. <laughs> unfurls it, uh, looks it over, makes sure it's safe, mm-hmm. and then brings it over to the queen. She looks at it for a moment. And her face sort of scowls, and she stands up. Well, council members, this meeting just got a little more interesting. And she reads the note, which reads, Rulers of Illustria, your time is up. Within moments, your walls will be under siege. They will fall, and your city shortly after. I have reason to believe you have the soul keeper with you. Surrender her to me. Lay down your arms. 
and you and your people will be spared and allowed to join the glorious Dragonblood Empire. Refuse, and you and your people will forfeit their lives. If the Soul Keeper is surrendered before my plotting friends reach the walls, they will go no further. This is your only offer. And it's just signed with a K. But I think we all know who that is. Oh my gosh! Okay. This is not what I was hoping for. Guards, what does... What does this mean? What did plotting friends? The army was at least a day's journey away. Is that not right? We haven't gotten any words from the front. The guards shake their head. Tillam shakes his head. He seems to be in tune with the military. But the uh, the guard who initially saw the bird looks out the window again, and then he turns back to you all and he says, Um, I think maybe you should see something. Like coming out of the sea? And the queen and some of the council members are just abandoning decorum and rushing over to the windows, and the queen goes up as well. What do you do? I also will rush to the window. I mean, with Carhoon. You rush up to a window facing the western side. Roll a perception check. Okay. You can still see these mists rolling off of the Coral Bay oh, to your west. Shoot. Fifteen. Oh my 15. gosh, it's going to be a gi- bunch of sea monsters are going to reach their tentacles out of the bay! Through the mists, you begin to make out some large lumbering shapes that just look like shadows. Lower to the ground, although this mist is quite heavy as it goes further and further out. When they start to get clearer, you can make out three distinctive shapes slowly, almost imperceptibly slowly, moving towards what you can see is the wall to the city to the west. Three of them, and they are big. (gasps) From this distance, you can tell they're massive, maybe slightly smaller than like a city block. (gasps) Just moving steadily ahead and there's some gasps from the other council members and there's some more horns that go off. Clearly warning horns from the west as elves down on the wall see something approaching. They're but then you. you can make out some more details after a moment of studying this as the elves around you, their jaws are dropping and their eyes are wide with fear. You can make out a round carapace. You can start to make out four stubby little legs moving slowly forward, thick as hundred-year-old oak trees. A swinging head the size of a wagon. And then you realize these are three massive, jagged, snapping turtles. What? Moving slowly and steadily towards the walls of the city. What is your immediate reaction? Octavia's gonna, like, grab Carhoon's hand, not just, like, his arm. And she's always just, you know, like, patted him on the arm or or something. But she's gonna grab his hand and she's gonna be like... I, I can't just let myself go to Crag. He, he can't have these. But I can't just literally be like, all of Elystrians have to die. The, uh, the queen steps back and she says, this is grave from my estimates. We have maybe 10 to 15 minutes before those things reach our walls. <sighs> do, you have, do you have mages that could combat anything like this? We have defenses. The bulk of our forces are at the walls, but we did not leave the city undefended. However, we've never fought anything so enormous. I don't I I don't know how we will fare against that, quite honestly. We can't just give you up to them, but I don't want to ask my you to duty is to my people. give your people up either. My first inclination is for me to fight these. With the assistance of you, of course, because I can't do this alone. I don't think. Tillam says, It might not be a bad time to stay for a little while. I do think circumstances have changed. But I'll be honest, I don't know if even you are going to do much against those things. Whatever they are. Giant turtles? War gets crazier every day. 
Uh, ever, a lot of the council members are sort of panicked right now. Understandably. Uh, some extra guards have, like, rushed in the room. Soul Keeper. That's a decent term. I'll give them that. We can't give you up. What are you going to do? Would I just instinctively know that these creatures are so completely outside of anything that I could imagine combating? Roll a history check. Okay. And then roll an roll a history check and then roll an insight check. Okay, because my history's not great. Mm-hmm. Nine history and Okay. You don't know what these are. Crit fail for insight. So You're seven. like, oh I could take them. <laughs> um No, you're you're not sure. Obviously they're huge and are probably pretty tough. Um you I mean, you think going one-on-one with them would be a bad idea. Maybe with the combined forces of this army, you could... Going one-on-one with one or going one-on-one with all three? Both. Yeah. I mean, these are turtles the size of a A city city block. block. Okay. They're huge. Carhoon, do you you know what these things are? I mean, you've read a bunch. (sighs) They're giant turtles. Like, are they Um, a... You can have Emerald history check. 17. Uh, the, he thinks for a moment uh, and sort of steps back and says to the group, these, I've, I've read something, a great uh, sea monsters almost uh, similar to, to the dragons, but of the sea colloquially called dragon turtles. Ah, yes! These are not to be trifled with. I don't know the last time anyone, if anyone, has actually seen them. How Craig got a hold of them, I don't know, but this is bad news. Um, Octavia's gonna immediately just kind of withdraw, and she's gonna be like, Fulmis, I need you. Uh, you feel Fulmis about to, like, make some sort of connection, but then a different one pops in. And you hear just Sulka's voice in your head. Of course. I appreciate that you're going to her first, as you've known her for a bit longer. I know what these are. I've had dealings with them in the past. Not incredibly bright. I don't think I'd be able to persuade them. But, if you give me my body back, I think I could be the determining factor in defeating them. If ever you needed me, I think this would be a pretty good time. They keep plotting closer and you can see them just like... Slowly moving towards these walls. One of the council members who hasn't said anything yet is just like, we should just give her up. One life isn't worth the life of this entire city. We can't fight those. Some of the others are like, no, we can't. She, we can't do that. And some are like, but we all of us versus one of her. And, and, getting a, and in her mind, Octavia will be like, okay. And if I give you your body, what is to keep you from going to Crag again? I'll have my body back. I won't need Crag. Will you still help me defeat him in the long run? Yes, I think so. Can I roll an insight on that? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Uh, you're not sure, you know? I mean, it's kind of shady. Yeah. He says, I won't need Crag. My primary goal right now is to free myself and hopefully... Free my siblings. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Will you give me your power to fight for a little while against them? And then if the tide can't be turned, I'll return you to your body. Please do understand how incredibly almost obscene it is for me to say that. you <laughs> <laughs> You single-handedly tried to entirely eradicate my entire kind on this planet. Well, your kind didn't exist on this well, planet. You know what I mean. Two-legged folk. Yes, <laughs> well, that was a long time ago. And obviously you have a long memory, and so do we. That's, that's fair. 
I'll be honest, I really just want to put the past behind me. If you truly need to be convinced that you can't defeat these on your own, sure. Use my power. Don't get yourself killed, though. But I think you'll come to see my point of view relatively quickly. Ah, uh, the dragon turtles are still advancing, getting dangerously close to the walls. Okay. Will you let me talk to Fulmis now, please? Oh, she's here. Fulmis! Did you hear that? Yes. Have you fought these? Do you know of these things? I know of them, yes. Do you? Th- He's not wrong. They're very powerful. Not entirely bright. Do you think we have any chance? Hmm. Do you have a chance? Maybe. They're not undefeatable. And if the spellcasters here are as powerful as they seem to think they are, you might have a shot. Do you trust your brother? (laughs) I don't trust many people. The turtles are starting to... As they're getting closer to the walls, you can make out more of the details. Roll another perception check. Okay. And kind of that seeming to be the close of the conversation with the two souls. Mm-hmm. She's gonna like, like, like be back to like open mm-hmm. her eyes and like be back yeah. in the present type of thing. People are going crazy. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. You can see the lead one. There's three of them: one on the center and two sort of flanking it. The lead one, you can make out that on its shell, like right in the center, one of the sections of it is, it doesn't look exactly like the others. It looks like it's almost been like filed down flat and has some sort of markings on it. But you're way too far away. You just know that there's something, something there. Yeah. Is there like a... Is it like a war elephant where it has like a seat on it? It doesn't look like a seat, but you you can't tell exactly what it is. Does it have like a glyph on it? A giant like you, you've I told you what you have. It's just filed out. Okay. She's gonna turn to Carhoon. What's the play? Jasulka wants out. He wants his body, and he says that he can turn him away. Hmm. That goes literally against like every single fiber of my being is like That's yelling to say no to that. Call. But also, it's like let him out or let Lystria fall potentially. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I I I don't know, but we don't have much time. I think we have to go. I I, I think we have to go down there because it's. It seems like the options are give me to Crag. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. And face the the, 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 the big turtle things. Mm. Uh and says we're not giving me to Crag. Facing the turtle things are the other option. Okay. Unless we can somehow find Crag and kill him first. Um I don't know if that's gonna be possible. I don't think he's around here. Otherwise he maybe would have said these things himself with a thundering booming voice as opposed to sounding like a blackbird. Okay. Are we are we fighting this thing? I don't know. I think. Uh, okay. Um, at this point, the queen and the council members are sort of being ferried away to okay. safety, and you can see down below on the streets, people are, like, rushing from out of the city in toward the center, moving away from the walls, and you can see armored soldiers moving out toward the walls as the dragon turtles make their way up to the walls. Oh my god. You see the front one, and you can just see tiny little, like, ant people on the walls that are elves. You can tell are defending, and, you know, maybe a tiny volley of arrows, clank, 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 off the shell of the turtle in the lead, and it opens its maw that you can just barely see. It looks like just a tiny little turtle from here, mm-hmm. but it opens its mouth, and you can see it just <laughs> unleashes a gust of something oh against this gosh, wall. Oh my gosh, I still have breath! Oh my! Against the wall. As the two behind it are starting to almost get within range as well. And Jasolka just says, The clock is ticking. I'm welcome to help you out of this pickle. And Carhoon looks at you and he says, If we're going down there, we need to go down there now. And she's going to take Carhoon's hands and she's going to be like, If we die, the three will raise up another. 
but if we let Jasulka out, it took the three to put him there. And I don't think we have that luxury. That's not a bad way to look at it. Thank you for traveling with me up till now. And let's see tomorrow. I like that. Shall we go? Let's go kill us a giant turtle. Oh my, three of them? <laughs> and he turns and I, I know the quickest way to get there. I okay. haven't forgotten everything about the city and starts rushing down amidst the throngs of guards and soldiers making their way out of the palace and towards the battle. And we'll pick up their next episode. Oh my word. Holy cow. Oh my heavens. <laughs> oh my heavens. I told you I had plans in place. Oh my, oh my heavens. As my father would say. Shall I take us take out? Take us out. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Thank you all so much for listening. Oh my goodness. If you like what you heard in the last hour or so, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, leaving reviews is a really great way for us to grow our audience and share our game and our story with more listeners like you. It also just really makes us feel amazing that you would take some time to let us know what you think of our show. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both on Twitter and on Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. We always love getting your messages, and we always try to respond to the ones that we get. Also, if you want to have a direct impact on the show in combat, such as the one that's about to happen, you can feel free to submit a critical hit or a critical miss card. You can do that either through our website me my spouse and a die.com or via email me my spouse and a die at gmail.com and submit your critical cards there catch y'all next week <laughs>